And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 310. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin and a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. C2E2 is almost here, folks. Yeah, if anybody is in the Chicago area or they are traveling to C2E2, uh, drop me a line. I don't know for sure when I'll be going to C2E2 or indeed even if I'll be going to C2E2. But uh, if people will drop me a line over at the Radio Free Asgard Facebook page, I will make an effort to meet with any fans or listeners or anybody out there who would want to meet up at the show. Um, And yeah, uh, feel free to to contact me through the Radio Free Asgard Facebook group. But yeah, C2E2 is in a couple weeks, and I still don't have tickets. And I feel I'm getting a little bit apprehensive about that. Um, I, I should probably do that this week because... You know, I, I do like to go and I like to look at the original art and, you know, possibly buy original art, you know, as, as is my want. But, um, yeah, it, w- it would be a shame if I didn't make it to the C2E2. Uh, but I have missed one since they started because I was on my trip. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that is upcoming and I will probably be at C2E2. I usually go on Saturday, though, you know, it will just kind of depend on you know, what's going down, who else I know is going to be going out there and, and all that. Uh, we don't have a lot else to talk about here at the top of the show. It's been a slow week. I've just been busy, you know, just uh, you know, f- between furniture and work and all the other stuff. Uh, do have a uh, issue of Ragnarok to cover. In fact, we are covering the final issue of Ragnarok of this book. Uh, there's more coming, of course, from Mr. Simonson for, for now. Uh, this is issue 12, and this is it. Uh, next week, we'll be moving on along to something else. All right, and without any further ado, let's go ahead and move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. you behold in breathless wonder. So, as promised, we are looking at Ragnarok number 12, the end of book two of Walt Simonson's series. Cover art is by Walt Simonson with Laura Martin on colors, shows Thor. He is standing in front of a army. I guess they're humans, but some of them look like they might be Draugr, so I'm not really sure. Anyway, he has his back to them, and he's throwing Mjolnir towards the reader. So, uh, yeah, if you're in the way of that hammer, you are going to be in a world full of hurt. But nice dynamic cover there from uh, Simonson. And we open up to our story so far. Thor lies unconscious on a ridge beyond the dark hold of Angantyr, the Lord of the Dead. His companion, Regan, a black elf assassin, has been run through by Angantyr with the cursed sword, Tyrfing, and has fallen to his hands and knees on the roof of the hold. And Rifas, Regan's young daughter, sits in the woods beyond Thor, unaware of what has just happened. The 
fate of the Dusklands hangs in the balance. Walter Simonson was the writer and artist of this book. Laura Martin did the colors. Letterer was John Workman. Scott Dunbeer is the editor. Production was Tom B. Long. And the publisher was Ted Adams. This is published by IDW. And uh, February 2017 was the date of the um, publication. Don't know what the cover price was. Like, as, like I said, I work from a scan, and the scan doesn't have that information. All right, so we have the title of the story, The Games of Death and magic and it's just me but the the word magic is almost in the magic the gathering font <laughs> it's not exactly the same but it it is reminiscent in my opinion anyway so um yeah we so we have a uh, beautiful composition here so drifa is in a lotus position very not norse isn't but anyway uh she's in a lotus position in the forest and the uh the lizard horse goat things are grazing in the background. She's uh, meditating, of course. And there's a, a voice. Elf child. And she opens her eyes. Is Raditask. No shout. You're fine. Raditask, you're alive. No thanks, your father. Where he? He's gone into the black hole to kill Angantyr. Thor? He said he was going to kill Papa. Really? Sort of. You angry. Not go with him. Foolish. Little good in Dusklands, Drifa. What is costs high. Armed? Yes, but... Good. Draugr, come. Go things. Supper almost here. I find Thor. And, uh, yeah, so so this uh, little scene here, we have just Ratatosk turning up alive and... And the, the two of them having a conversation. <laughs> Toss looks very strange. But, uh, you know, he, he's, he is a godly squirrel. And we'll talk maybe a little bit more about uh, his design at the, the end. Uh, Raditas goes scampering off as the uh, squirrel he is. And we shift scenes. We are in the keep of Angantyr. And we see Reagan. And he is sitting on the floor. And he's got a... A sword through his chest because that's what we saw happen last issue and uh, the the sword is covered in the sort of purple blood uh, because apparently elf blood is the kind of a violet color anyway uh so he's he's pulling uh, the sword out of himself uh, this is very interesting he gets up and he starts pulling the sword out and he's being watched by um by Angantyr and his daughter and we shift scenes again back to where Thor is lying on the ground. Raditask notices that Thor is just laying there like he's dead. And he's looking very gray and not alive. And uh, But he also sees all these slices of apples that are laying around. And, and uh, he goes zipping around. And with the sound effects, zip, 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 zip. And he's going, apples, 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 apples. And he uh, gathers them all up and he starts cramming them into Thor's throat, I guess, because he has no jaw, so I'm not sure exactly where he's cramming all these apples. But he's cramming them at a very rapid rate of speed. Uh, and we have the cram, 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 cram sound effect. Um, we shift, or well, we, we're kind of shifting back and forth at this point, but we, we shift back to the tower where... Um, Reagan actually pulls the, the sword out and he says, ah, 
Hervor, attend me. My lord. Help me up. Hervor, what are you doing? Says Angantyr. And um, uh, he gets up and he says, uh, You gave her to me, monster, remember? Steady me. Your father will regret that you are mine now. Sir, says Hervor, I will set us both free. And he takes the sword and he flings it into the air and it shifts scenes again and we are back at uh, the uh, scene where Ratatosk and Thor are uh, doing their thing and Thor is regaining consciousness and he says, Enough, Ratatosk. I'm awake and you are alive. Everybody says that, says Ratatosk. Give me the rest of the damn apple slices. And we shift back to the uh, tower again and the uh, the sword is spinning in the air because Reagan threw it in the air. And um, Angantyr is saying, You're a fool, Reagan. Hervor cannot help you. The sword is still mine. This time, I'll cut you in half and have my smith sew you back together with iron thread. And he casts, he starts to cast some sort of spell with a very... It is kind of Kirby Crackle, but not really. It's a, kind of a very rough kind of Kirby Crackle, if you know what I'm saying. It's not It's not a slick Kirby Crackle. It's kind of a, yeah, kind of a blocky one. don't know if I really like the effect. But anyway, um, <laughs> we um, then see Reagan pulling another sword out. Well, yes, you remember, he has Brynja's sword, so he's, he's drawing that. And uh, he says very quietly, I guess, I love you, Drifa. Brynja. I'm coming, uh, is uh, he's slashing at Angantyr. Angantyr has his arms up, and he's casting some sort of a, a spell, like I said, the, the kind of fake Kirby crackle, and he says, Thor, now. And at that moment, Angantyr's hands kind of fall off. Um, well, it's not that they fall off. I think they've been smashed off by Mjolnir, which is exactly what happened. And Thor is on the scene, and he is pitching his, his hammer around, like it's nothing. So uh, Thor's on the scene. He says, I hear you, Regan. Back away, Ratatosk. And he uh, takes his, his hammer. And he's still quite far away from the tower. I, I guess he can just hear really, really well. And he flings his hammer. This is lightning kind of pouring down uh, on his, onto his hammer. Uh, and it's being uh, flung right at the spell that, um, that Angantyr is... Uh, is casting, and uh, he's actually going to, uh, he's flinging Mjolnir at the sword. Now, the sword, remember, it's been pulled out of Reagan's chest, it's been flung into the air, and it's spinning, and it's spinning off all this energy. This is where the spell is that, uh, that Angantyr is casting. And uh, so Mjolnir strikes the sword, and there is a huge explosion, some proper Kirby crackle here, and yeah, it looks like the, uh, the tower... Um, I don't know, kind of exploderated. Don't know if it's been destroyed yet because, you know, we just had a full page spread of it being blown up. But, you know, it, it could still be there. Anyway, so Mjolnir is returning to Thor and it's crackling, just, just like, like on fire, white fire energy. Thor is saying, uh, I don't have my iron gauntlets, Ratatosk. Catching Mjolnir may be difficult. And he um, reaches out and grabs it. It's, it's going so fast, it's going scree. And Thor catches it with a whoop and a thakram. 
as uh, Thor drops the hammer behind him. So he just basically reached out and grabbed it and let it go immediately. Uh, so the hammer is, is with him, and his hand is basically on fire. Um, because, yeah, it's the gauntlets that allowed him to, um, to, to catch the hammer without, without being harmed, I guess. And uh, he looks at Ratatosk and he says, Are there any more apple slices? And Ratatosk uh, turns, he says, Thor, listen. And it says here all about them, the air reverberates with high-pitched screaming, and Thor knows who that is. He says, Drifa. And we get a um, shot here of Thor and Ratatosk rushing to the rescue. And we see that uh, Drifa is being attacked by a giant Draugr. So the Draugr, th- oh, we'll talk about the end. Uh, it's, it's, it's an inconsistent uh, Draugr, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, so uh, they, they come close and they see that the Drifa is holding the dwarf's gun. Remember, the dwarf gave them the weapon last issue of the dying dwarf right at the beginning of the issue. And she is pointing it at the giant Draugr and pointing it at his head. And she fires it with a thumph and a gold yellow fire beam, whatever, comes out of the gun. And basically it has destroyed the Draugr's head. So yeah, uh, Draugr's dead. And Thor's looking around and he sees that there are more Draugr dead around here. He says, five dead, four Draugr, including a shapeshifter. And uh, he sees that the horses are sitting here picking at the corpses uh, because, you know, now that they're goat, horse, lizard, dog things, they're eating people. So anyway, at least they're eating zombies. And Thor's thinking to himself, one mortal. And very shortly, nothing left for the wolves of the carrion crows. And uh, Thor's hand is still on fire and he's kind of slumping on the ground here in front of Drifa. And uh, she says, my father's dead, isn't he? I am sorry, Drifa, says Thor. And your hand's burnt. Yes. Destroying Tyrfing released the binding energies of its curse all at once. We couldn't think of any other way to kill Angantyr. So he's dead too. Someone told me nothing good comes without cost. But I will take a guild, A price for my father's life and my mother's. And uh, Thor says, name it. I will accept. And there's a uh, thumph. And Thor goes, Ugh. so I guess she he, she shot him <laughs> in the arm, um, and uh, she says, "Good, I see that wound healing already." Angantyr's death did break his curse. So you aren't going to demand my life as Weregild? What good would that do me? Says Drifa. I have a higher price in mind. I want the lives of all those like Angantyr, the lesser enemies and the great enemies. I want them put down like mad dogs ground to dust so that no one need to ever bow to them again, so that no one will ever have to make a living like my parents as assassins for such evil. I want light to shine upon the dust glens again. I don't know about the light, says Thor, but I will do my utmost to pay the full price of your desire. It is well, says Drifa. Now let's go find your gauntlets. And she goes leaping on the back of one of the uh, the horse blizzard goat things. And... Um, we then shift scenes, uh, I guess very shortly thereafter, and they are striding through the ruins of the tower. They're leaving the, uh, the goat things uh, waiting for them. Thor says, Drifa, about your father. I don't want to talk about him. I cried every night when he was asleep. I couldn't read his future any more than I can read yours, but I knew his span would not be long. 
Once Mama was gone, I knew. But I'm done crying. You should find your gauntlets. I have something to find, too. There won't be anything of your father here, or Angantyr, for that matter. They were at the heart of the explosion. I know. I know that. But the explosion won't have destroyed everything. Ah, says Thor, and he has found his gauntlets, and the, the string is burned up, but he found them, and they were together. So uh, very lucky that they didn't go flying apart in the explosion. And he puts them on. He says, uh, undamaged. So is my sword, says Drifa. And so she's holding her, uh, her mother's sword, and she says, still as bright as when I gave it to Papa. I have a favor to ask as well. But it's not part of the Ware Guild. Yes, says Thor. Fire this place, as you fired the funeral pyre in Asgard's ruins. I can feel my power is returning gradually, but I won't be able to set the lightning free here eternally. Not yet. I don't want that. Just burn away the evil and purify this ground that it may be cleansed. Take the goats away, says Thor. And we see Ratata scampering off. I guess he's been following them too. And she is uh, taking the goats away, like he asked. And as they get out of range, uh, Thor raises Mjolnir up, and he pulls down lightning, and we have a crack, a crack, a crack. And yes, lots of lightning, and it's like burning up the, uh, the ruins. And it uncovers something interesting. Yeah, so we have a, a creature that has survived this uh, conflagration here and the, the destruction of, of, of the tower. And uh, it, it is a weird sort of dragon thing. It's got like a thin humanoid type torso, kind of a dragon type or dinosaur type uh, hindquarters. It's got uh, four arms and two of the arms have little humanoid uh, torsos on the end with, uh, with the arms and, and heads and they're, you know, they have swords in their hands. So, so it's kind of a weird monster, but... Anyway, it's big, and it comes uh, bursting out of the ruins with a screak. And uh, its hands are, are the same size as Thor, basically. So these humanoid torsos on the end of its hands, with the they're wearing like helmets, and they have swords in their hands. Anyway, they're they're attacking Thor, and Thor's fighting back. He manages to uh, dodge the attack of the first one, attacks him with a slash, and the other one attacks him with a thakt. And he's, and, you know, Thor is kind of, ba basically he's dodging them at this point. And then the uh, the thing uh, tries to bite Thor with its huge mouth. Uh, I guess his mouth is as big as Thor, too. And tries to grab Thor with a thoom. Thor manages to dodge again, and he's dodging the uh, the sword hand things. And he manages to uh, bash one of them with, uh, with Mjolnir, which, uh, you know, throws, basically throws it back. And then uh, Thor's decided he's had enough of this crap, and he says, uh, enough. And he takes Mjolnir, and he just pulverizes this monster's head with Mjolnir. Just, yeah, just, he just, just destroys it into bloody flinders. And I don't know if that's going to actually be completely effective, but for the moment, the, uh, the giant dragon thing seems to be dead, and he falls down and is kind of bleeding. And uh, Thor says... Fortunate that Angantyr's monster did not come forth earlier. Still young. A poor fighter. Stay clear of its ichor, Drifa. So the, the blood is kind of pooling is a big puddle here. 
Something of this creature reminds me of the world serpent. The blood may be poison. If Angantyr had learned to breed Jormungand, we may count ourselves lucky that the sorcerer is dead, and hope to find no more such creatures elsewhere. I didn't sense him, Thor. I can't read the great enemies. Maybe it really was the spawn of Jormungand. Can we go now? And so the two of them leave, and we shift scenes. And the, the caption says it's a few days later. And there's a, a small village near the edge of the Dusklands, it says. And uh, there's uh, some humans, and looks like a troll. I, I'm not quite sure. It doesn't look like a, um, a corpse. It's not one of the Draugar, I don't think. I think it's a troll. One of the humans points out to him, uh, Javak, look! And uh, Javok uh, is this troll person. He says, uh, Thor and a child and blind goats. And the two of them land. And so apparently this is some kind of a friend of, um, of Thor's. And he reaches out his hand and, and they shake each other's uh, hand. And uh, Javok says, uh, Well met, Thunderer. I did not look to see you again so soon. I have brought a friend in need of sanctuary, Javok. I thought of you. Uh, Squirrel? Another friend. A long story. And Drifa comes up and uh, Thor says, Drifa, this is Javok, my friend. Isn't he a troll? And you're a black elf. He won't hold that against you. You must return the courtesy. I'd like Drifa to stay here, he says to Javok. One of her parents. Both dead. Sacrificed to destroy a great evil. She has no one. I'll leave one of the goats here as her guardian. You needn't feed him, and Fury will be a help against Draugar. Is he tame? No, but as long as Drifa is well-treated and the villagers don't annoy her, he'll be fine. Really? I hope he isn't fond of trolls. I'll have a word with him before I go. But bear in mind, the villagers must adopt Drifa as one of their own, or it will go ill for them. And we see that uh, they're cooking some kind of a meal over a, ca a campfire while they're talking. And, and everyone is kind of gathered around. And one day, when least expected, says Thor, I shall return. I expect to find her well cared for. She needs a safe haven, Javak. And uh, the squirrel is uh, next to Drifa. And Drifa's fallen asleep in the grass. And uh, he, he says, she needs good night's sleep. Oakhead's too busy talking to notice. And then we see Thor has picked her up and I guess is carrying her off to uh, her new home or whatever. And Thor says, poor thing. A child no longer, I fear, and my fault. My lord, says an old woman. Yes, mother. She shall sleep in my home and I will look after her. You are not frightened. You speak roughly, my lord, but your heart is true. A draugr took my son when he was nine. Nothing's frightened me since. I will raise her as my own child. Come. <laughs> so that they're going off to the old lady's house, and uh, the troll says, Ha! The villagers are just getting used to me. You've scared most of them all over again. Just as well. It's a dangerous world, says Thor. How are the lessons at swordplay going? For swordsmen, they're good farmers, says the troll. There are far fewer Draugar here now, thanks to you but more have begun to show up recently. Nothing I can't handle, but... Fury will help, says Thor, and if you can hold them off for a bit, I intend to fix that. Soon. Is she? Papa, says Drifa in her sleep. 
She's restless, my lord. You just leave her to me. Hush, child. You're safe here with old Era. I'll sleep outside their cabin tonight, says Thor. Sleep inside mine if you wish, Thor. I'll keep watch, says Jabok. Thank you, but I want to be certain she's all right. She's seen more today than any child should. And you feel responsible. I just hope I may be able to grant her some rest. But I'm leaving early. The villagers won't be sorry of that. Some, maybe not. But it's good to see you again, my friend. Take care. And we see Thor and Ratatosk have fallen asleep. Caption says, five hours later. And uh, Ratatosk says, wake up, sluggard. Company. And it is Drifa. And Drifa has come to see Thor and wakes him up. And um, he says, Drifa, you're very quiet. I'm the child of Black Elf Assassins. I know something of tears and silence. You're going to enter Helheim, aren't you? And Thor's like, who? I can't see clearly, but this much I know. You want to try to stop the dead from walking the Dusklands. They threaten every living thing. I might even find hell if she's still alive. But Rifa, about your parents. It's all right. They carried their weird in their hands to live and die as they wished. I saw them together in my dreams tonight. I'm glad, Drifa. I'm sorry you have to carry this burden. Slight compared to some, my lord. But before you go, I do have one favor to ask. Would you call me Snowflake again, please? It would be my honor. But you must call me Thor. I will. But I dreamt about your journey. The prize you find will not be what it seems, but I don't know what the dream meant. Thank you, Snowflake, says Thor. Now hurry back to bed before Eira awakens and discovers you missing. Be careful, Thor. I will, Snowflake. You too. Look for me in the gloaming. I will be back some day. And it says that a pair of young eyes watches the departing figure of the Thunder God diminish into the permanent twilight of the Dusklands until they can see him no longer. She is asleep again before Aira awakens. This time, her dreams are untroubled. And, of course, we see Thor on the back of his goat, and he is flying away. And we have end of book two, and that is Ragnarok number 12. Now, they do have another art gallery, and, of course, they have the uh, original pencils next to the... Uh, finished pages and again i have to say i think the finished pages are better but anyway um yeah but they have four pages as they have and uh, we're going to talk about all of this right after this message the lonely hearts romance comics podcast in which four guys talk about romance comics and about romances in comics with Siskoid. We're all uh, French Canadians here. Marty. In horror comics, there's often like this little, you know, <laughs> romance tinge, I guess. Okay. Bass. We oh, just yeah. turned on him. <laughs> and yours truly, Fern. I'm very aroused. Featuring the overproduced wonder that is romance comics theater every episode. Dan, I knew it couldn't last from the first day you eyeballed me when I reported to work. It wouldn't matter if I washed in laundry soap and came to work in a burlap sack. I'd turn you on. And you have the same effect on me. I... I do? The Lonely Hearts Romance Comics Podcast, available on iTunes. Had a comic book romance. 
we are back, of course, with a few comments, not too many, because, you know, like I said last time, how do you say gorgeous art over and over and over again and not have it be old? Um, no, this is a really good looking issue. There's a, you know, remember I complained a couple of issues ago about sketchiness and how it kind of looked like the art was dragging a little bit. I, I take that back completely. This 12th issue uh, is astounding. I mean, art-wise, it's it's almost perfect. I mean, there's there's little things about about Simonson's current style that take some getting used to. I'm not one of those people who's going to say, "Oh, his old stuff was better." Blah blah blah. You know, I'm not I'm not that kind of a person. Now, I think that his old stuff is different, but that's okay. I mean, because different is not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes different is a good thing. I will definitely say, I think that as far as his layouts and, and his composition, uh, Simonson has it and, and has just gotten better and better over the years. I, I really, really like it. He's also grown as a writer. I mean, you look back at some of the Marvel Thor stuff he did, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. it it's, it's good stuff, but you know, this has some levels of subtlety and, and levels of emotion that, that actually kind of put that stuff to shame. And, and that's a seminal run on Thor. So, you know, in this case, I think, uh, you know, the Ragnarok series, it's got a little bit of pathos. It's got a little bit of heart. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of, the, of that, too. Because that's you know why a lot of people read comics. It's certainly why a lot of people read Thor comics because you know bashing heads with a hammer and all that. But you know I think that there's just more of that here, and uh, yeah, it's very appealing. I really do like the Ragnarok series. Gonna continue to read it. Gonna get the hard covers and and continue to uh, to support this work. I think it deserves that. So uh, yeah, good nice end to the uh, story. And not a lot else to say about it. All right. And uh, with that, it's time to wrap up the show. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. I really do appreciate it. You want to comment, please do so. The email address for commenting is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. You can also join us on the Facebook. Look for Radio Free Asgard on Facebook, and you will find us. And with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review, send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard. <laughs>